0: Welcome back to the best of five years of Public Address Radio on Radio Live. We could fill a whole show and then some with the interviews we've done on Public Address Radio with comedians. We've chosen this chat with Irish funny man Ed Byrne as a representative sample.
1: Well, I was at the airport. I was at an airport. I was at Stansted Airport. There you go. There was a little kid there, right? Uh, She was 11 years old. I'll explain later how I came to know that. You're making it rude now. That's... You're making up your own jokes. There's no point us being here if you're going to do that. I actually will explain later how I came to know that. And you'll feel bad for making it rude in your own head.
0: Um, now, this is a... Um, you, you've been here before, clearly. But this is a, um, a whole new show. What's, what are the themes in the show? Themes? Well, one of the things that informs the material
1: is... The show's called Different Class. And I call it that... Uh, cause I sound like I'm going into the show now. I feel like I'm starting the show. It's... Uh, I'm, I grew up... Uh, being sort of in between, being working class and middle class, we we our family were neither middle class nor working class. We were sort of in between. We weren't posh. We weren't poor. Which basically in Ireland meant we didn't own a horse. That is how it works in Ireland. Perhaps your dad's a doctor and your mother's a businesswoman. And you have a big house with a bit of land. Then congratulations, you can own a horse. Or if there's you all living in a caravan, all on the dole. You can own a horse.
0: Well, yeah, Anywhere mean, in
1: between, <laughs> no horse for you.
0: Yeah, I remember when when, when I had Irish mates when they lived in London. Um, yeah, the the South Dublin, North Dublin thing, and
1: mm. North Dublin in th- I'm from North Dublin, which right. in theory is 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 the scummy part. It is, yeah. yeah. And
0: and you guys had different accents as well. Yeah, the south side's more
1: kind of like that. It's kind of kind of a bit more like Bob Geldof, you know, that sort of way of talking.
0: Yeah. Right, and North is like, and, you're, to- and, like you're talking like you talk.
1: Well, over. I mean, North would be a bit more like that, you know. Yeah, your That's what is a bit more nasal. And yeah, and you also have to hit your asses. Pointy smithicks, Tiger Crisps, Tony Rotmans, thanks. Well.
2: I was wondering about this. I mean, as you you know, as you know, got married last year, how much of your material changes? I mean, when you st- you know how annoying people are when they have babies. Mm. Is that a problem for a comedian? Have you met comedians who do get up and do an hour show about their children? Uh,
1: I'd ne- I've never seen one manage to stretch to an hour. They'll say that they will. I mean, I'm sure if I have a kid, then the next show I'll do will be the baby show.
2: Yeah, I suppose that means that you pick up new fans don't you and you lose people I mean the people that loved seeing you talk about how you go to pubs and pick up birds and things like that
1: yeah well I've, I've kind of feel I, I like the audience has grown older with me I guess to a certain extent but like this show I'm finding that the younger people enjoy the first half more and the older people enjoy the second half the first half is slightly more edgy uh, material and, and I, talk about things, I talk about goths and emos and I talk about uh, horror movies and, and stuff like that that maybe would appeal more to young folk and then the second half of the show I talk a lot about getting married and I think people can understand both. It's, it's, it's funny sometimes you get older folk will walk out in the first half and i of like oh you would have really liked the second <laughs> half though, you know, that's a shame. How, do, how does
2: being married and what not you know, work in with uh, the comedy crowd because I know that you, know, you all like to share a beer at the end of the night and you sort of
1: Well my wife is here with me and she's yeah. a beer monster herself so awesome. that's absolutely not a problem but you do then find yourself doing older, older people things I got into Auckland actually um, nearly a week ago, and then the next day I've actually been tramping for the last four days. I wow. just got back off my tramp uh, in the Wang uh, the, the Mate Mateonga, uh, trail. Uh, I I just tramped for three days. I got soaked on for four days and three nights. I'm really impressed. So that I'm, you, I'm like really
0: impressed bro. that you've picked up the vernacular actually, because <laughs> if you say I've been tramping in most places in the world, they, yes, it they doesn't mean odd. What, yes, yeah.
1: The idea that my wife was sick on a tramp. <laughs> we, we, people would think would think weird elsewhere, whereas here it was like, "Oh, did she just eat some badly rehydrated, dehydrated food?" Yes, she did.
0: <laughs> like hundreds of thousands of other New Zealanders, we loved TV3's outrageous fortune and were sad to see it come to its conclusion. But we were delighted to host co-creator James Griffin for a chat about what it all meant. Well, James, thank you very much for joining us. Um, is it has it been a sad week for you?
3: Yeah, it has actually. Yeah, um, I. It's been a, there's been a, se- a sequence of sad events. You know, writing the last storyline, you know, writing the last script, last day of shooting, wrap party, so on and so forth. But this one, yeah, it's the I'd like to say closure, but it's it doesn't feel quite closed. But it's pretty closed. Yeah. So, aside from the the wonderful cast and crew that you've been working with, it must be really hard to leave these characters behind. These these are your babies. Yeah, yeah that's the that's the one thing that i, I do miss, is, um really misses the the um having those those strange voices in your head mm. and, and the pleasure of sitting down and writing them uh you know quite often writing is a fairly solitary struggle <laughs> um, but uh you know, writing outrageous fortune scripts was was a doddle really because they just spoke to you and said said the naughty things that you couldn't really say. <laughs> so the characters have left your mind completely and they're not still lurking there, continuing their stories? Uh, yeah, no, you kind of have to move on. Yeah. I did, they did briefly revisit um, uh, not so long ago because I had to write a, uh, an extra scene um, for the museum exhibition, a 3D scene. So um, suddenly I was having to write these, six of these characters all over again and... Uh, yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't hard going back. And and just thinking about the conclusion itself, it was a fairly neat conclusion. I, how how mindful were you of presenting a resolution than rather than leaving threads dangling as some other high profile shows have done? Well, the you know just wind back in time. Um, you know, normally, I mean, this is the first television series I've ever been involved with in New Zealand, where we have chosen to end it. Normally, you find out about it. By being ignored, no one returning <laughs> your phone calls, and then you, yeah, you know, word filters through that. No, we're not going to do another se- season. So we, when we first realised that we, it was, a, it was, uh, you know, in our wherewithal to to end it, we went through a kind of an interesting process. Um, but in the end, we, what we wanted was um, to present Cheryl as a strong woman moving forward, and that the sense that the Wests are out there still causing chaos
2: One thing we've always enjoyed here at Public Address Radio is the ability to interview musicians and then ask them to perform live for us at the end of the show so we thought what a fitting way to end five years here at Public Address Radio with an acoustic performance from Julia Deans
4: Oh. To the fences, my dear, one day.
2: That's Julia Deans ending our show today and ending five years of Public Address Radio. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If there's something that you'd like to hear again, we're going to keep the archives up on Public Address at publicaddress.net forward slash
0: radio. I've been Damien Christie. And I've been Russell Brown. It's been a long time, and thank you, New Zealand On
4: Air.